How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. Alongside me, my co-host, my dad. We have a bunch of stuff to get to today. Uh, week one last week, 50-50 on our picks. That's the best way we can we can put it. We had some good ones. I, I had more good ones than you brought up in the podcast. Right. We, we gave you. We didn't give you that much credit. No, you didn't. No, we really didn't. Uh, we have. We got to get to our picks for week two. Give you our stardom and our sitems for fantasy. Also, Clippers. Oh man, did did your Clippers just get pummeled? Well, I, I don't know if I could talk about it yet. How in the world did they blow not only a three-one lead, but we'll get to it. We'll Twenty-point leads I can't, I can't, in some of AJ, these games. I can't yet. I can't. Just crazy. Uh, also, the Heat look to stay hot tonight against the Celtics. We have a bunch to get to, but we have a special guest today. Very excited to talk with all of this with us. Uh, the co-host of one of the most popular sports podcasts out there, the Snapbacks uh, Sports Pod, uh, Abe Granoff. How's it going, Abe? What's going on, AJ and, and uh, Mr. Teal? Happy to be on. Uh, really excited to talk about what's been going on. I mean, I know I have a, I have a little bit to say about those Clippers. Good. Well, fan. we're, we're going to get into that. Now, we had to pick of the two, you know, co-hosts on your show and, you know, we were told to go with the best, so we went with you. Yeah, you so. you don't want you don't want Jack doing <laughs> Ravens propaganda on here. But uh yeah, this should be fun. Now, we do have to give a big shout out to our uh, really good friends Wayne and Ryan Musum for hooking us up. Uh, I know you guys have been long-term friends or long-term friends of ours, so we're we're definitely excited that they got us uh, connected. For sure. The Musums, the Musums are like family to me. I mean, I know every time I see Melanie Musum, she'll always give me give me shit for putting Sharpie on Ryan's face at camp. I know <laughs> that's something I'll never really live down, but now the Musums are like family. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, uh, we're excited to get this going. Before we get it going, I know that I've been listening to your podcast for a while now since I started mine about three months ago. Just give us some insight on how you, in just you know under a year now, you were saying, how you've grown uh, your own podcast into what it's become today? Yeah, so me and my co-host Jack started the podcast around June of June of 2019, probably, and and Jack runs one of the biggest sports Snapchats in the entire world called Snapback Sports, and Jack and I have been longtime best friends and, and essentially brothers since we were nine years old. Um, so we're always going back and forth. He's giving me shit about the the Eagles. I'm going at him about the Ravens, just like you you do in your average group chat, right? You argue right. with your friends about this and that. That's really the angle we try to do. And he's like, Listen, I have this huge audience already. Why don't you and I try and start a podcast? And I'll try and push my audience to there, and we'll see where it goes. And I was like, Jack, like I, I don't want to start a podcast. I'm a, senior <laughs> in college. I'm a senior in college. That's the last thing I want to do. He's like, let's just give it a shot. So like, all right, we put a microphone in front of us. We sent it off to a guy. He loved it. They signed us to a network that we're no longer with. And I mean, what, like 14 months later, we reached number one on the sports charts on Apple. We've had numerous guests from CJ McCollum to Austin Eckler to Jay Williams. And I mean, I'm talking sports with my best friend. It doesn't really feel like I'm doing any sort of job. But at the same time, balancing that and a full-time job out of college has kind of become a job in itself. But, sure. I mean, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Snapback Sports. But, yeah, man, it's just it's, – it's, you're talking sports with your best friend. You're doing something you love with someone you love. And there's not really much more to it. it everything else just kind of comes naturally. Yeah, that's – I mean, I can say probably the same thing. I'm talking sports with my dad, which I consider, you know, my best friend as well. So right. it's definitely, you know, it's definitely awesome to do. Uh, I definitely draw, you know, some inspiration from you and Jack from your podcast. 
Uh, definitely, definitely awesome stuff. F- flat flattery I, is the best uh, form of compliment. Right. <laughs> hey, I, I really appreciate that, guys. You got you got this, guys guys got something good going on over here too. Thanks. Yeah. All right, let's run it. As always on the Sports Appeal, we recap the week in sports, talk about the news, the rumors, and what's going down. Let's start in the NBA. Uh, what, we, what we've what we wanted to talk about for a couple of days now. So I do have to talk about it now? Yes, you are forced <laughs> to talk about your Clippers. Your NBA championship uh, winners I, I, are now I, I, eliminated. I was, Abe, I was so sure. I mean, I, I don't think I've been this sure about anything. I was so Feeling great about the Clippers taking it to the Lakers, taking it to whoever the Bucks, Toronto, whoever. And, and how great did you feel when they were up three one? I felt phenomenal. Like right. I didn't have a worry in the world for once in my life. Sure you did. Abe, what right. happened? I mean, just if you put it into words, it's essentially other than the Warriors losing three one in the finals because that was yeah. obviously a bigger stage. One of the biggest choke jobs in NBA Definitely. history. Definitely. And you know what I think it was about? It what's not about the talent. It wasn't about the matchup with the Nuggets. It was about these Clippers. They they were the poster children for load management this year. Mm-hmm. And it's their first year together. We saw when LeBron went to Miami his first year, he lost in 2011 to the Mavericks. These championship teams aren't just clicking like that in their first year. You know what the Clippers were? There's one word for them, and it was cocky. It's yeah. the Marcus Morris. It's the Pat Beverly. Talking the talk without walking the walk. And, I mean, it, it came back to bite them in a in a brutal fashion. I need to understand how Jamal Murray has now become <laughs> the ultimate slayer. So I, I have a theory about that. I, I think it a lot has to do with the bubble. And that's why you see these teams like Miami, who have these young guys that are having a lot of success. Are you, like I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you think, let's go back to that Nuggets-Jazz series in the first round. Yep. If they were going back and forth in the Denver arena, in the Utah arena, with fans. Do we think Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell are, are dropping 50 pieces back and forth? No. I don't. I don't no, think I don't. that. Definitely in, in, in the atmosphere Utah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Tyler Hero pulling up from God knows where in the fourth quarter of the Eastern Conference Finals with no with a packed playoff arena as a 20-year-old? Maybe not. The, this bubble is catering to these young teams, and you see that with Boston. You see that with Denver and, and Jokic and Murray. And you even see that with the Heat, the, who are probably playing the best form of team basketball that we've seen since the Warriors. Right. I mean, just I don't I don't even think it's – I think it's, you know, could be comparable to the Warriors 3-1 uh, choke. Not because it was, you know, obviously the Warriors with being in the finals and, you know, one game away from winning it all. But the Clippers being up – 20 points in in half of these games in the in the second half where they blew away those leads as well it just unbelievable especially one thing it's one thing to it's one thing to lose it's another thing to lose without competing and in my mind that's what the clippers did they got complacent they thought they would walk to the lakers and then really turn it on and it came back to bite them 
it, right. it's going to sting me. For, it, it's stinging me as bad as the Cowboys losing in week one, so I, I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move to the other side of the bracket in the Eastern Conference. The Heat Come on, are taking the on the Heat. Celtics uh, for game two. Uh, they, they took, you know, they, they escaped in overtime, Bam Adebayo, with his, you know, insane block on Jason Tatum. Uh, you know, really showing those voters that he sh- probably should have won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But, you know, they, they, if they don't take into account the bubble and, you know, the playoffs and whatever. But, you know, is is are the Celtics in trouble not only if they lose tonight, but just being down uh, one nothing in the series? You know, I don't think they're in trouble. And watching this series is actually like sticking a, a rusty knife in me and watching me slowly die. Because on one hand, I'm a diehard Sixers fan. And that's, that's not an easy thing to be. Let me just say that. No, it's <laughs> no, not. It's not. <laughs> we, 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 roasted, we roasted the 76ers pre-playoffs all day long. Yes. Yeah, see, I, I took them to the finals and then I roasted them when they got swept. But anyway, <laughs> you see Boston, who's been literally toying with us the past three years it's not even a rivalry at this point and then you have miami where jimmy left to go there and it's just like the what could have been yeah i think the problem with boston right now forget gordon hayward being out kemba walker man they signed you to a max extension i know you're right. not the number one guy jason tatum is yep. but we need to see more out of him and if it's coming down to three pointers the, the heat are hitting their three pointers the the celtics aren't do I think the series is over after one nothing? No. Absolutely no, not. I definitely. think it's going back and forth with the coaches and and Stevens and Spolstra. But if if the if the Celtics don't get anything from Jason Tatum, this thing could get ugly fast because the Heat plays such sound basketball. Any given night it's somebody else that's gonna drop twenty five. The other night Jay Crowder was left open from three and he was taking advantage of his opportunities. You I... can't really you can't really you have to allow something it's like guarding Giannis you will let him to shoot and and you you live and die by that if he makes it you can't you can't let Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero shoot so you take your chances with Jay Crowder yep. and it came back to bite them in the butt and and that was realistically a game that they should have won in, well I, I said to a, I said to AJ before the season or before the series even started that Jay Crowder is the big pickup for Miami this year I, I think he's changed the dynamic of that team he yeah, gave him no, the toughness. He he not, not as much Andre Goodell. A lot of people are making something into that. I don't really see much. Yeah, I don't into see that. it either. Well, I it's going to be a great series, no matter right. what. Right, it will be a great series uh, for you guys. I, yeah, <laughs> right. I got nothing left look, to, to, I, to root for. I talked right. highly of the Celtics. I thought they they would be in this exact position. I thought they would be playing the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Miami Heat. I thought they would be in this position. I thought they would give, you know. Milwaukee, everything they got, six or seven games. I fully expect them to be okay in this series and come out with a win. I am just concerned after the first game that that it was not only that close, but the Heat were just be able to stick with them yeah. the whole, you know, whatever, five quarters of the game. This Heat team is for real. Right. I think, I think anyone picking a team to win this series is kind of just guessing. I think yeah. we yes. all assume that it's going to go back and forth. It could go seven. And what it came down to in game one, and I think what it's going to come down to the rest of the games, is who can hit their shots and make their plays in the last 90 seconds. And we saw that with the Heat, and the Celtics collapsed, and that's why the Heat won game one. I don't think you're going to see many blowouts in this kind of series. They're going back and forth. So who can hit those shots in the last minute and a half? I I know it's cliche, hit shots, win the game. But it's true. Those will make and break you, and the Heat did it in game one. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good series. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the NFL side, uh, before we get to our picks later in the show, some I- injuries is pretty much the 
the word to describe week one and, and leading up to week two. We're not dealing with COVID. We're dealing no. with people falling down. Right. Half of them falling down without even being hit. But a a a stemming from COVID because of COVID delaying. You, you see these, training. you know, the training and the and the preseason and all these practices that were you know getting delayed and the limit of practice time. You're seeing the consequences of the injuries. But the only thing that is interesting to me is you're not seeing the consequence of you know the actual play. The play of, from week one was great. was everything that you know you could ask for. Great, uh, everyone looked in shape. Everyone looked, you know, the 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 missed tackles from the defense, but that's just, you know, that's NFL defenses. They don't know how to tackle. Uh, but but on the injury side, just everywhere, people dropping like flies. Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Marlon Mack out for the season. Just guys that are that are Blake, out for Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin out for the season. LVE for out for the season. Just uh, and Blake all these and Blake Jarwin literally got blew his knee out from the turning. Wind. Yes. <laughs> Turning. I think in, the wind the... blew at like a two mile per hour, yeah. and his knee just completely gave out for the rest of a turn. Right. What's going on? You're telling me, Dave, man. I, what the hell? I uh, I think I think it. Ha- I mean, like you guys said, I think it has to do with this is the first. Lo- there was no preseason for these guys. It's the first live snaps they've taken in over a year. Practice can only simulate so much because coaches don't want you injuring your own teammates. Yeah. So this is the first real competitive action that we're seeing. And I mean, listen, man. I I went on my podcast the other day. And I'm trying to figure out what what is wrong with my Philadelphia Eagles. Because ever <laughs> since we won the Super Bowl, it's been the injury bug. It's the, been the shooting yourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. And the injury started early this year. Lane Johnson out week one. Miles Sanders out week one. Brandon Brooks tore his Achilles before the season even started. Curry and I came to the hurt. conclusion. Yeah. I came to the conclusion that I think someone in Philadelphia, in order to win that Super Bowl, made a deal with the devil. Ah. He said, you can win that game and have this magical run. But I own you for the rest of eternity, and we're seeing that in the first in the first week of this season. We've seen it when with Alshon's drop. We've seen it with Jadavian Clowney pinning Carson's head to the to the <laughs> ground in the playoff game. It's just I I can't catch a brick, and it, it's I want to say that I'm the only person feeling this and this injury bug. But realistically, you look around the NFL, and like you said, there's a lot of injuries coming out week one. Hey Abe, do you hear that sound out there? That's what is that's that? my heart breaking for you. Okay. I am yeah, a no, diehard I... Cowboys fan <laughs> who hasn't won in 25 years. Yeah, no, and I, I haven't I gotta... won in any professional sport in 25 years. I got to give a, uh, a shout out to Wayne. Wayne told me about your podcast and asked me to come on. But he left out one minor detail that I'm dealing with two <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fans. So I don't think that was that's how Wayne got me in. But... I yeah. don't know, man. It's Listen, there's I mean, there's no bias on this show whatsoever. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> especially especially on, on this side of the of the table, no bias from there. Uh, uh, also, we have golf this weekend. U.S. Open. U.S. Open. We don't. Open. I, I hate to talk about golf on the show. I hate talking. There's there's very few sports I don't like talking about. I don't like talking about golf. I don't like talking about tennis. NASCAR, tennis, and soccer. But uh, my dad, on the other hand, over here insists we give a couple minutes. To I'll, some of the major I'll take golf. I'll thirty seconds. Look, it is at Wingfoot, all right, right, where I grew up, upstate New York, right, mm-hmm. in Westchester County, right. I'm from Rockland County, but it's you know the next okay. county over. Beautiful course. I've been there. 
and uh, it's nice that it's back there. And and all the, the everybody's playing this week, so it's great. And I get all excited, and you know, of course, I want Tiger to do well, and I want you know DJ to do well, and you know, mm-hmm. just give me all the good names. And I right before the podcast, as we're taping, I open up to look at the leaderboard from week Let, one. Let's take a look at the at the leaderboard. We have Justin Thomas in first. I know Justin Thomas. He's okay. he's at five <laughs> under. Uh, then we have uh, Tiger Woods at plus three. Yeah. Uh, Phil Mickelson plus at six. plus six. DJ's at plus three. Uh, I was uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who used to be good and no longer good. The Spieth. all of these guys. Spieth. Spieth is like Spieth. plus two. Right. Like they're all out of contention after week after day one. Yeah, I so, I thought this course was supposed to be something that we were going to see maybe an above par winning score or going in the clubhouse, and it seems like they made it easier. They wanted to see some low scores the the PGA Tour, and I mean we're seeing it. Thus far, Thomas came into the clubhouse at minus five today. I don't think yeah. anyone expected that on the, on that particular course. But if you look at the top like five or ten, I mean, other than Rory, I mean, there's nobody else there. I mean, I guess you're, you know, you're, you're, I mean, the the people that the that everyone knows, right, exactly. right, yeah. <laughs> except the right. the so, above average fan. So I guess my Sunday is not going to be watching Tiger come up the 18th, you know, in a one shot no. lead. Okay. I mean, that in, just in getting that Masters a year and a half ago was enough for me. That was okay, some of the right. most special golf I've watched. All right, I got my golf fix. I appreciate both of you, uh, <laughs> you know, letting Any, me anytime, be. Anytime, anytime. Uh, right after we take a quick break, we're going to talk uh, NFL picks for week two, talk our stardom and sit-ems for fantasy with Abe, but first a word from our sponsor. Back on the Sports Appeal podcast, uh, let's talk our week two picks uh, pick the winners of each game. We'll go down the list, and we'll give you our start and sit-ems for fantasy. Let's start tonight. It's out, it's out, it'll actually be tomorrow because uh, we'll, this will come out on Friday, and the uh, Thursday night game will be over. So our predictions will be there when you listen, and maybe they'll be 100% right. Maybe It will be 100%, be 100% right. I am telling you, I am so sure about this game. If I was back to betting, which, I again, Abe, I don't bet anymore because we got into lots of trouble when I was your age. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I was a betting man, I love the Browns tonight. Wow. So do love. I. Love. Wow. And I feel like the Browns are that. The Browns and the Falcons are the two biggest right sucker on my forehead teams to take on a week. But the Browns are one of my favorite picks this week as well. I mean, Joe Burrow in his first short week. Yep. Going on the road, obviously the fans aren't there, but I think there's a little bit of overreaction to the Browns after they played the Ravens last week. I think there's a Correct. lot of overreaction all around the league because, like we said, this is the first live action they've taken. They totally need to get the agree. offensive gelling, and I, I think the Browns have no problems tonight. I do too. I'll I'll take the Browns as well. I'll take it in a close game. I don't. I I just think the Browns are not that good of a football team. They're not. I think that that Baker Mayfield, although has to win this game to save his job because there are reports of of Case Keenum right in the in the the backup role there for Kevin Stefanski to put him in in a couple weeks because of the glorious run they went on when he was coaching in in uh, Minnesota. I think that Baker needs needs to win this game and he will ultimately win this game. I don't think it's a convincing win. He, he has to win. He he does have to win. I think because they do win. Because if not, I'm dropping him off every effing team <laughs> I have him on. Uh my so, start for this game. Wait, hold on, before you before you move on. Right. Do you know that like I keep forgetting these are the like two of the last three number 1 picks in the draft. Yes. Just, I mean just I still can't believe that Baker Mayfield is It's a little, it's a little bad. One. Uh my start for this game it's got to be Jarvis Landry. You saw Odell Beckham uh Told you not to pick him on any of your fantasy teams, so he shouldn't be on your team. But the people that, that refuse to listen, 
uh, Jarvis Landry has to be a start tonight. Odo Beckham underperforming. I uh, the Bengals defense and their their secondary is very poor. Jarvis Landry should have a great a great night. He he is in the lineup that he will be playing tonight. He was questionable all week. I I just I still don't trust Odell. I think that Jarvis Landry is the number one wide receiver on this team. I think he has a, a, a great night. All right, that's, that's who you're crazy, starting, AJ. AJ, we've been talking a little bit over a week, and apparently you told all your listeners not to take Odell, but he's sitting on two out of, two out of my three teams. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really get that memo. So I'm going to go ahead and start Odell Beckham tonight because right. I really don't have a choice. Uh, my sit for this game is actually going to be Burrow. So I loved him in week one, but I think exactly for what you said, this is he had a nice performance in week one against, a, I think, not as good a defense. I think going on the road, that second game, the shine's going to be off. They're going to have tape on him. I, I just think he's going to – I don't think he's going to be terrible. I just think he's going to be sub-performance. Yeah, I will say, uh, look out for my boy A.J. Green as well. I told you last week he would finish as a top-10 wide receiver. He didn't get there because of a stupid offensive pass interference call that shouldn't have been offensive pass interference. He would have been in the top-10 for fantasy with that touchdown, but he should have He should have another, made another good made night tonight. Point again. Uh, Abe, who do you like? Who, you, who are you concentrating on this week? I'm concentrating Oh, in, for the in Browns game. game? Yeah. I'm concentrating on Odell because, like I said, <laughs> I took that guy with a second or third-round pick or a wide receiver one, and I really need him to come through you got a Bengals secondary and defense that's below average, average at best. He needs to take advantage. He's been talking a lot of shit, no pun intended, yep. but um, he, he's got to step up. I'm seeing Instagram posts, but I'm not seeing receptions. Right. Got it. Uh, Bears versus Giants mm-hmm. in the Meadowlands. I I don't know what to think of these two teams. I, I picked the opposite last week. I thought the Giants would come out in an upset. I, I actually was pretty high on the Giants. Uh, that's not usually a thing I am. Uh, the Bears, I thought that, that the, the Lions would take care of business. Obviously, they had other plans in, in blowing a 17-point uh, lead. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky showing his inner, I, I don't even know. Brett Favre at right, the end of the game. In just nothing I've ever seen him do. Uh, Abe, who do, who do you like in this game? I mean, I love I love the Bears in this game, and and I am a huge I, I've built a brand with Jack on our podcast in terms of hating Mitch Trubisky. The entire city <laughs> of Chicago is not a fan of the Snapback Sports podcast, but I'll be dead before I pick the Giants in a game. Let alone after what I saw last week, it seems right. like the coaching hasn't changed. It seems like it, Joe Judge wasn't giving Saquon the ball what he should. I think Saquon's a sit him this week again. Mm-hmm. You're going up. I mean, the Steelers' front last week was obviously unbelievable, yep. but it's not getting much easier with, with Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears, and I think they do the same thing the Steelers did. That's the blueprint to, to dominate the Giants and just send the house at Daniel Jones. Totally agree. I have the Bears winning this game easy. This will be the fourth straight year the Giants will go 0-2 to start the year. This matchup between Chicago and uh, and the Giants, the home team has won the last five. It's going to continue. It'll be the sixth. Um, I absolutely think the same way. My stardom this week. All right, so Abe, I got to put you in on a little uh, uh, kind of rewind here. Give when we were before the season started, weeks before the season started, I was so high on David Montgomery. Like this was going to be his breakout year. And, and me, the the opposite. Yeah, on... and AJ just <laughs> creamed me. I mean, over and over again that I was an idiot. And then, like literally, I think three days later, he blew his knee out or leg out or whatever it was. But he is back, and he is going to have a monster day. If Benny Snell can run all over the Giants, <laughs> David Montgomery is going to have 150 total yards this week. 
Well, well, Benny Snell, Benny Snell, a member of the Snapback fam. We had him on the pod. He was a good guy. Yeah, Even James go. Wa- James Washington got a touchdown too. We had him on. Two guys yeah. that I said before the season start, were going to be Pittsburgh. Whole, start the whole freaking Steelers uh, running back. Every running back on the Steelers this week. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, all I'm doing is is grinning and laughing at the Giants fans. This is what happens when you when you hire Jason Garrett. This is what happens. Yes, it's beautiful. You get beautiful a lackluster see. offense on an offense that isn't – it's not terrible. It's not one of the best, but it's not – it shouldn't have been that bad. I know they played a great Steelers defense, but this is what happened when you signed Jason Garrett, the clapper. <laughs> uh, uh, the sit for me, I, I would have to go with, with, with Sterling Shepard. Uh, Darius Slayton showed me that he is the number one wide receiver on this team. He, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones him. loves him as the deep threat. Sterling Shepard had, what, four catches? Uh, nothing that is, is crazy. Darius uh, Slayton is a a start at that flex position if, if you're kind of running low on some wide receivers that have some injuries this week. I, I would I would definitely look to start Darius Slayton against the I can't, the, I can't let Brown. you get away after I heard one comment. I can't. I got it back on the Cowboys. You're telling me if Jason Garrett coached that Sunday night football game last week, you guys probably would have went to overtime. He's not going for it. <laughs> Fair. We're going to get to that. Don't and, worry. And then I lost promise. in overtime, but still. Right. We're saving that for last just so you can Sounds have your last good. digs. <laughs> What's next? Uh, the next game, we got Lions and Packers. Oh, the Musums Lions. Right. And then the Packers who showed out last week with Devontae Adams. Who uh, was my stardom. Right. Devontae Adams with, you know, I, like we said, I, I think we just need to reiterate this. In our, in our preview of the season – we both came together and said, Devontae Adams is, there's an argument to pick him over Michael Thomas this year. And this is before injuries or or any sort of, of week one uh, stats. He has the volume. He has the, the opportunity. There's no one else around him. Uh, Michael Thomas, they have Traquan Smith. They have Emmanuel Sanders. And Michael Thomas had three catches, and now he's out a couple weeks. So, you know, right. I yeah. love love Go ahead. So I, I I loved the Lions preseason as a potential like shocker but mm-hmm. after last week and with Kenny Galladay still out and Okuda not really playing I, I they cannot go into Lambeau and win this game I, I have Green yeah. Bay winning this game easy so easy I am yeah. absolutely positively sitting pretty much everybody on the offensive side of the ball of Detroit right Green, Green Bay should should be off to another one of their 6-0 and starts like last year and, and this definitely should be 2-0. I think, yeah, I've been big on the Packers all year. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and I'm not I'm not buying the whole he's he's regressing, that kind no, of thing. But right. Someone told me a stat the other day that I was mind-blown about, and maybe Wayne can confirm this or, or deny this. Something like the, the Lions and the Packers have played one-score games or, or the Lions haven't lost by more than a touchdown since, like, 2017. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pick the Lions, but from a betting perspective, six points with that kind of track record, right? It is the Lions, and they do, they are the Lions, and do Lions things like blowing 17 point leads in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Sorry, Wayne, but who knows? I'm not taking the Lions by it, any stretch of imagination. If you're bet, if you're betting, tease them and get another six to ten points. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah, and my 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 start in this game. It's again Marvin Jones. If Kenny Galladay is out, look, the Lions have got to start passing. Uh, Amendola had a okay game. Marvin Jones had an okay game. Hawkinson uh, was probably the leading receiver in, in terms of fantasy. Marvin Jones, I, I, I'm waiting. This, the Green Bay secondary, they allowed two touchdowns uh, to Thielen. 
some deep ones. It's not the best. They they won because their offense is just much better, and they outscored the Vikings. Uh, but Marvin Jones, if 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 he is uh, he is out, if Galladay is out. I would look to start Marvin Jones. Listen, I need Matthew Stafford to show up because he's my starting quarterback in one of my leagues, and right. last week he threw up like a five. Yeah, I'm looking at these, uh, not the Devontae Adam receivers, but the the Lazard and the um, and the Scantleys because you look at that that uh, Lions-Bears game last year. Yeah. Mitch was spreading the ball over all over the field. Anthony Miller had a bunch of catches. Allen Robinson had a bunch of catches. Jimmy Graham somehow had another catch, a couple catches. I didn't even know he was in Chicago. So I'm looking <laughs> at that second and third receiver for for the Packers to step up in this one. I mean, Devontae Adams, 17 targets in the first game, 14 receptions. you got to think that the Lions are going to make it a point of emphasis to shut him down. They, right. they have to. And hopefully uh, Okuda, the, the third overall pick, will be available. They're saying that he is, is slated to play on mm-hmm. Sunday. And maybe he will maybe he'll match up against Devontae <laughs> Adams on a couple occasions. Uh, Jaguars <laughs> in Tennessee. Uh, the Jaguars who, uh, Abe... Uh, last week uh, in the preview spot, AJ called the worst team in the oh my NFL. God, they are the worst team. Don't let it fool you. They they won a game. The this mustache is, man is not the worst never, quarterback look, in the league. I am. I like Minshew. Yeah. I don't think he's bad at all. I you said, said DJ Chark's going to be awesome. What's I your said problem? the team is bad. I I just think that. Look, I said it on on the last episode. You saw the Colts come out and run five straight plays with Marlon Mack before he tore his Achilles, and they literally Marlon Mack had ten. Or five straight runs for ten yards, and they walked in the end zone. And I said, "This is going to be sixteen nothing." And I, I turned off the game. I didn't watch it until the fourth quarter. And I see the the Colts go down, and because they have they Phillip didn't get Rivers. the first, uh, they didn't get the first down. The game was over. I'm like, "How did they win this game?" And because they played against Philip Rivers, right? That's that's that, honestly it. I saw I saw something. It said the Colts had 445 yards of total offense. They also didn't punt, and they somehow <laughs> lost the game. <laughs> That was a mind-blowing stat. That is, that is awesome. In this, in this game in particular, another another city in in Nashville, Tennessee, that doesn't isn't a fan of the Snapback Sports Pod. Mm. Me and Jack are so off the Titans last this year. We think that last year was such an anomaly. I'm talking like the 2017 Blake Bortles Jaguars. They're bound to have red zone regression. Derrick Henry isn't going to be the leading rusher again. I mean, they give the ball to him 40 times. You can't pay Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry a two-down running back and expect to and expect to be successful. I pick the Jaguars over them. No, because I kind of mm. agree with AJ. I think their their organization is trying to get them to be the worst team in the in the league, but right. their players aren't allowing it. Listen, Mitchell had one incomplete pass last sat yeah, last Sunday. Well. Three touchdowns. Right, the the wide receivers look good. The defense is young. C.J. Henderson's going to be a stud. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy is a shutdown corner. He's a new Jalen. Do, do you have to start Minshew this week? Yes, absolutely. I was going to say I'm going to start Minshew, and I'm I, I still love Jonah Smith. I mean, he got me a touchdown, a few right. receptions. I think that guy is a breakout tight end star. I look. There's just there's no way Jacksonville comes out two and zero. There's no way. No way. The Titans, the Titans showed that they, you know, they stuck with Denver. A uh, couple bad calls, uh, coaching wise for totally. Denver, you know, kind of sealed them the win. But look who showed up, Corey Davis. When was this guy drafted as the first wide receiver off the board in 2017 or whatever, yep. Yep. or 2016? And he finally showed up, and and I, first time I've seen him in a while. Uh, he'd be he's gonna be my start for this week i mean he was my waiver wire pickup right he's a lot of people's waiver wire pickups wasn't even drafted in in 99 of leagues and 
he could be a good flex uh, op- uh, opportunity this week. No, I, I like Corey Davis this week, but I, I have a problem with any of my fantasy teams if I have to start. If I'm in position to start anyone on either of these two teams, right. that isn't named Derrick Henry. <laughs> so true. It is true. So, uh, Vic- uh, oh, DJ Chark. I, I still believe AJ had a good call. No, Chark, Chark I just want to see. I'm 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 kind of disappointed with the three catches. I, I like the, the touchdown. Only 20 times. I understand. Yeah. That that's what that's what makes me a little skeptical is because when when Fournette uh, got cut, I was saying DJ Chark's stock just went from here all the way up to here because right. now they just are going to be down in these games so much that they're going to have to throw with, and they don't even have a running back. Right. And what I saw was the opposite, and only three catches from Chark makes me a little skeptical. I'm still starting Chark okay. uh, at my wide receiver two or my flexes, but I'm, I'm looking for a bigger volume of targets this week. Uh, Vikings at Colts. Vikings. This Colts. is a coin flip to me. I don't know about you guys. I was very in on the Colts this year, very out on the Vikings. The Vikings, they put up points in the first game, but those rookie corners Garbage are getting points. tested. Are getting tested. I think the only prediction I can have on this one is that Phillip Rivers will do something stupid in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, so I'm in a league game where you pick like three uh, underdogs to win the game outright, and every uh-huh. three weeks you have to lock one as a double pick. And my lock of the week is the Vikings. Wow. I think that's I it. Don't... Jack and I Jack and I do something called the People's Parlay, where we each give two picks every Thursday and we parlay mm-hmm. them together. And if we win, which spoiler alert, we went 0 16 last year. <laughs> uh, we we give back we give back to the listeners and we do a giveaway. And we have the Vikings in that this week. That All right, good. So I, I feel so much better about my pick now. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but uh no, I do I like the Vikings here. I am absolutely for this game. Do I have the start? Yeah, yeah, I have the start. So I I love in this particular game. I I think Kirk Cousins is going to ball out. I I think he's going to throw the ball mm. all over the place. He's going to have 300 yards. He's going to have multiple touchdowns. The Colts do not impress me at all. I think Philip Rivers is the most overrated quarterback on the history of the world, and I think that the Colts are going to lose by double digits. I I just. How am I supposed to even look at a team that just lost to the Jaguars and 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 pick them I'm or or you. think I'm of picking you. them over a team who the Vikings didn't impress at all and scored about two touchdowns with Adam Thielen in garbage time? Look, Kirk, Kirk Cousins somehow had a negative one at halftime in my league and, and finished with a 25, which I don't even know how that's even possible. But like I said, the garbage touchdowns help a little. Their defense is terrible. The, the, the rookie corners, like you said, Abe, are just they're not going to be able to keep up with with a lot of of wide receivers in this league but luckily luckily the Colts don't have a very good wide receiver core uh TY Hilton's getting up there in age he didn't even you know make an impact against the ja- uh, Jaguars look I I I think the Vikings I'm pretty confident picking the Vikings like you've said you are you are confident are confident I I will take the Vikings in this one as well so we all picked the Vikings, so I think I should bet on the Colts. Right. <laughs> yeah, but who's the, one player, who's the one player you're looking out for in this game? I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor. Marlon yeah. Mack out for the year. Jonathan Taylor only had nine carries yesterday, but he also had six receptions. Um, and they were looking at him a lot in the passing game, and I think they continue to do that. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, you don't draft a running back that high unless you're going to use him. And your other back went down in Marlon Mack, and now you have a three-down back in Jonathan Taylor. I yeah. think they're going to – and we're talking about Phil Rivers, the check-down king. I, I took Austin Eckler in my league thinking he'd get all these receptions, 
forgetting that Philip Rivers isn't there and Tyrod Taylor isn't checking the ball down as I much. I know, as I did the Rivers. same right. thing. <laughs> I did and, the exact same and, thing. And everyone knows, if, they, if they've been listening, how I was so against Jonathan Taylor because I, I believed in Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack showed me that he's the starting running back for about a good first drive of 50 yards <laughs> and then tore his Achilles. And then Here basically my my comment went to went to right in the ground. And and I think I, I agree with you. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, I don't think you can go wrong with either. They're both going to get False. equal carries and, and catches at the backfield. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. Dolphins with a close game, if, if you will, against the, the Patriots. Bills with a, you know, a... a, a a, a, a strong win against the the terrible Jets. Uh, who do you like in this one? I, you know what, man, I was very down on the Bills this year. I think Josh Allen is not good, but you know what I'm starting to see? They're starting to utilize Josh Allen the similar ways that the Ravens utilize Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's unleashing what he does best. The guy threw the ball 46 times and was the leading rusher for their team. If he can work on his accuracy, which they're saying that he's become more accurate. I, have, I haven't seen weapon. the accuracy improvement he, yet. I haven't seen him either, but this guy is a weapon. Yep. And against a, a Miami Dolphins team who could be the worst team in the NFL again, who knows if Tua comes in in a few weeks. I, I don't think the Dolphins get that competitive, and I think the Bills shock a lot of teams this year. I mean, they won 10 games last year. They're the favorites to win the division this year. But the Bills are that team that I thought would, wouldn't be great, but I really liked what I saw out of them week one. I totally agree. I, I, I don't see the Dolphins. I, I, I was buying into some of the hype on the Dolphins early in, you know, before the season started, you know, with uh, all the new additions and Byron Jones and, you know, and the whole nine yards. But I I don't see it. I, I think Fitzmagic is done. You know, I think they should go to Tua sooner than later. I think the Bills are ascending. I think Josh Allen is playing well. I think both sides of the ball, their defense is fantastic. I see Bills winning this game easy. I am absolutely positively, without a doubt, sitting Fitzmagic down. Wow. I'm I'm probably going to have to start. I have him on a few of my teams on the bench just as a flyer pick. But, I, I mean, Zach Moss. The rookie running back had a touchdown last week. Him and Devin Singletary split carries. I think yep. Devin Singletary is on his way out as that Bills running back. Like I said, you don't draft a running back unless you intend to use him. We don't see running backs as that valuable in this league anymore. Yep. My first upset pick of the week. Oh. I, I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. Oh. And let me tell you why. I Slippery slope. <laughs> I, liked, I liked how they played against the Patriots. And that's a little – it's it's a stretch because – their offense obviously fits magic with the three turnovers, just terrible passing. You know, whatever he was thinking, where he was throwing, just didn't play out very good. I I like how how they ran with Howard and Breida. I like how uh, they could really contribute uh, on the defensive end. I thought that they they the Patriots took advantage running all over them, but in the passing game, not too much that you know should freak you out on that end. I, I, I think if, if the Dolphins can score another touchdown, limit the turnovers for Fitzmagic, I think they can pull out a lower-scoring win They couldn't this week. stop Cam, but you think they're going to be able to stop Josh Allen's running. I, I mean, it's... It, Those well, division for, games, you never know. Right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It'll be a good one. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch of the No, game. I think... It's one that I'll probably just monitor the box score. I don't <laughs> think you'll, you'll find me turning that game on. Right. It'll be on the red zone, so if they happen to yep. be inside the 20, exactly. we'll, we'll catch them. Look, exactly. like I said, if, it, if it's a low-scoring game, I think the Dolphins can potentially put it, uh, pull it out. I'll take them as my first upset of the week. Uh, 49ers at Jets. Does this game have to be played? 
No, it really shouldn't. I'm like <laughs> the you Jets said, are the worst team in football. Worst, so the bad. worst team Sam, on the history of the world. Sam Darnold is is right up there in in just bad bad quarterback in the league. Le'Veon Bell is like, how do I get out of this? So he fakes well, no, an injury. He, yeah, he faked an injury. He's out a couple. He'll, he'll take a couple weeks off. I would fake an injury if Adam Gase was my coach. Oh, right. totally. I mean, this team, the 49ers, I mean, and look, San Francisco coming over to the East Coast is awful every year. And uh-huh. I think still they could come in about three minutes before the game started and win this game double digits. Easily. Yeah, I, you've got no pushback on my end. I think the Jets are an absolute abomination. And my start is my start every week. My man, Raheem Mostert. He is your man. He is my he this guy won me a league last year basically by himself. And I drafted him again this year, and he balled out for twenty five points in the first week. Although although you do have to mention something. Mm-hmm. He was on your bench in in <laughs> most of the leagues that so don't you know, don't come out here saying that that you started. It took him, him. It, took him it took me a while to get right. on board exactly. of the Mostert train. But when I did, I got going. Right. They showed that they're you know, he's as long as you know, Kyle Shanahan can say whatever he wants about using his field of backs, but he is the you know the number one running back in the catching and the the running game. Dude, that seventy six yard little uh, screen in that he did, right? He caught the ball and just was gone. Off, right, he was gone. There was nobody within ten yards of him. Right, and I think you see more of that with George Kittle potentially being out this week. Well, I, I hope he's not out. He's my other. He's my other part of my. Yeah, I got, I got him too. I, I love Raheem Mostert this week, especially on the Jets defense. Just run him all over. Add a little bit in the passing game. If George Kittle plays, I mean, you have the best tight end in football, the second yep. best, whatever, mm-hmm. against the worst team in football. You can't go wrong there. Yep. One other start I would put in there uh, real quick is Jamison Crowder. I think that he Donald had a, a, a really quiet him. week that no one really showed. He had like 23, 24 points last week, and and a pretty nice touchdown. I, I think that this team is going to be not only down a lot, but Richard Sherman's out. This this 49ers team is not – it's not that it's that good. It's just the Jets are that bad that they're going to win. But they're not a great team as, as good yeah, as they were last year. Their front four is going to be up uh, Sam Darnold's But with, with Sherman out and some injuries on the uh, on the secondary, I think Jamison Crowder can have an equally as good uh, seven catches for 100 yards and another touchdown week like he did last week. He's Darnold's safety blanket. Right. Le'Veon was barely getting any checkdowns. It was just going to, to Crowder in the flat. I, and my, I don't, and, I and my UCF boy, Brashard Perryman, doesn't seem to want to get, no, doesn't doesn't, get the ball. Right. He, he, he was stinks. a no-show. <laughs> he uh, stinks. Right. Broncos at Steelers. Uh, the Broncos just coming up short on Monday night. The Steelers also on Monday night per, uh, taking care of business against the Giants. Hold on. Hey, before you start, I just got to say one thing. I watched the whole first half of that Denver Bronco game, you know, the, on uh, Monday night against Titans. They were in control. Right? They had Drew no Lock, business losing that game. None. No business. Drew Locke looked great. Melvin Gordon Noah looked, Font great. looked great. Noah Font looked amazing. And they didn't have Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy was out there only half the snaps. Like, I mean, this was a team that looked great. And what the F happened in the second half? Because I fell asleep. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. Fell like, asleep as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I woke up and realized they didn't score in the second half. Right. Like, yep. what the hell happened? I mean, I fell asleep as well. So I, the Dolphins were in – I mean, not the Dolphins. The Broncos were totally in control of that game. And I think I might have to ride with my first upset of the week as well with the Broncos in Pittsburgh. I think a lot of overreaction saying Big Ben's back, the Steelers are back. All right, the defense looked great. They great. played the Giants in yeah, week right. one yep. when there haven't been live snaps in a year. Let's pump the brakes. The the spread I love for Denver. Absolutely mm-hmm. love. Um, 
the running game was a big problem for the Giants this week. And I mean, no Von Miller, but Bradley Chubb is back. So you take that. I think Melvin Gordon could be a start this week. I totally agree. I love Melvin Gordon. I think he's so much better than Philip Lindsay. I think you got to start him over Philip Lindsay every week. Well, I think Philip Lindsay's also yeah, dealing with it, a turf. It, it, it so helps. Yeah, exactly. It it helps when you know one of them is out and probably isn't going to play this week, and then you I'm just, just saying, either way, if they're both playing, right, but Melvin, play Gordon, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that was one thing we were watching when we said stay away from the Denver backfield because you didn't know who was going to get the bulk of the carries. Now you know Melvin Gordon's pretty much that that number one guy, and Lindsey with the injury, he's going to pull away even more as the number one guy. I need Cortland Sutton back. Cortland he's my Sutton. Stud. Should he he should play this week? He's got to be a start, no matter what. I don't care if he if he's coming off an injury or no matter what. They need help. They obviously showed that that KJ Hamler wasn't enough on the outside, and they they need help. Jerry, Jerry Judy was also non-existent. They, yeah, KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. That was the other one that that were had a couple catches, but nothing nothing crazy where they carried the workload that Sutton in Sutton's absence. He should be back. He should have a good game. Uh, I w- I would start Cortland Sutton. As a but Penn I still, State boy, as a Penn yeah. State boy, KJ Hamler is my guy, he is my a, absolute he, guy. I'm roll, I gotta too. roll with the Broncos on this one. I'm going with the Broncos too. I'm going with the Broncos right. in a really close last second field. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. All right, uh, let's go to Panthers at Bucks in Tampa. Panthers with a kind of a ho hum. Yeah, like a. Yeah. It was nice. Did Did I, you know, probably probably the the we, most non-watch game. Just a little boring. Probably we, boring. Two of Two mediocre teams. We, we watched it more than you would think, Abe, because we were watching the Red Zone channel, and they right. happened to be in the Red Zone. Yeah, it, was, it was it was pretty high scoring, high scoring game. game. Yeah, uh, and then the Bucks, obviously Brady's uh, little terrible. disappointing uh, start in Tampa. Saints looked really good. My Super Bowl pick, the Saints looked very good. Uh, who do you like in this one? Another overreaction. Like it's Tom with a new offense. I think the Panthers are also one of the worst teams in football, and will be. I'm not buying Teddy. I call him. I have a few nicknames for Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Two Gloves is one of them. <laughs> Teddy No Knees is another one. I oh, think the Bucks bounce. No knees. I, yeah, He's I think the no Bucks bounce back. Gloves. I think the Bucks bounce back in a big way and run a train over Carolina, especially in their first home game. I, I'm I'm going the other way. Now I'm not really going the other way. Okay. What I'm saying is I I don't think the Panthers are that bad. They still have McCaffrey, who is the best weapon on the planet, you know, and they have decent wide receivers. The offense can put points up. I was really disappointed with the way Tampa played on both sides of the ball last week. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna wait till Tom Brady proves to me that 43 isn't 43, <laughs> and I'm gonna take the Panthers until the Bucks show me that they are a real class team. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, the the Saints, the Saints were the Saints are one of the most I would say connected teams they've had yeah, the yes. least probably amount of roster turnover in terms of their stars over the years I don't think anyone was really shocked that they kind of handled the Buccaneers in the way that they did I'm someone who's who's in on the Buccaneers this this year and in order to do that they kind of can't go 0-2 so True. I kind of just have to stick with that yeah. I I'm the opposite on the fact that I'm not all in on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I said it last week I'm not buying into the hype Yet until they prove that you know Brady and this offense can can show me something that they're you know a top five offense in this league, they didn't show me that. I know Mike Evans was hurt; he caught a little you know dinky one yard pass for a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, Godwin, 
again, he's hurt as well. They, they could be going into this game with Scotty Miller as their number one wide receiver. Like it, <laughs> Who it could Brady be, loved. Who right, Brady, Brady loved. did love him. I believe I th- he was the leading wide receiver. I think Brady had like a hallucination and he thought Wes Walker was out right, there. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's got a he thing for little, little white guys. slot receivers. <laughs> right. Oh, Julian is on the team. There's Julian. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, Just squint I, your eyes. He's, got, he's old enough to have bad vision. I mean, I, I think that the Panthers are just worse. I, I think right. I don't think Tampa is, is a great team. I think that the defense, I think it was more the defense that kind of disappointed. I think that if Tampa wasn't able or was only able to score 17 points or 20 points, whatever they scored, that the defense would be able to hold the Saints. And that really wasn't the case. They The Saints pretty much had their way rushing the football. That front seven, I thought, would really limit Kamara and Latavius Murray. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, I will take the Bucks because I believe that that the Panthers are will not be able to stop them because the defense is just not that good. I will take the Bucks in a a low scoring game, but they come out on top. And I'm starting Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones is gonna have a good he game. He did. He did. It was surprising to me. He did show that he is. He's a number they, one guy. Bruce Arian stuck to his word and said, "We already have our number one guy," and I didn't buy it because of the Fournette and the McCoy and the Keyshawn Vaughn in the draft. But he he did get the bulk of the carries. He he's an interesting player this week. I'm still gonna sit the Bucks backfield. That's including jo- Ronald Jones, McCoy, and Fournette. I just there's too many guys still. There's even though Ronald Jones showed me he is is the guy. I only had about 80 yards, 70, 80 yards. You know, if you want nine points from your, your RB2, that's great if you don't have another option. But there should be some other options with, with Hines and, and and Jonathan Taylor this week getting increased roles that you should be able to find someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm starting Brady on this one for the simple fact that if Derek Carr can put up 34 points on a team, then right. I think Tom Brady can have his way with that team as well. So I'm going to start Brady. Good, because I'm starting Mike Evans, so it would be nice to see him actually get some there points. There we go. <laughs> Uh, Washington at Arizona, the Washington football team, the, the number oh one seed God. in the NFC East. Right, look, Abe, we both can puke now. <laughs> we have to be looking up at the right. Washington football team <laughs> in first place. Listen, man, the football team. Don't even get me started on what happened last week. I couldn't be more – this is my favorite – blowout win of the week i couldn't be more in on the cardinals this year i think you see kyler murray i have him on two of my teams i think you see him take that next step to maybe even an mvp candidate similar to what we saw with lamar last year i mean they put him in the perfect offense they have weapons all over the place the washington football team let's just get out ahead of this Dwayne haskins is not a good quarterback no nope. sure they put whatever they put on us 28 31 I, I forget i blacked out in the fourth quarter <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't tearing apart our defense our defense for the most part our as an eagles was playing well we were just getting short field situations while turning the ball over i don't think you're going to get that with the cardinals the, listen the, the washington football team's Front line is Front unbelievable. Front four is ridiculous. Front four with, with Sweat, with Kerrigan, with Chase Young. They're they're ridiculous. But that Kyler Mar- Carson Wentz was not moving out of the pocket. Doug, nope. Doug Peterson was not utilizing him outside of the pocket where we've seen a lot of his success. Kyler Murray is going to do the exact opposite of that. And probably my favorite start of the week is Kyler Murray. Yeah. And I there might be a little bitterness bias in this. But at the same time, we're talking about the Washington football team here. They yeah. don't have a name. 
No, I'm with you. Like, I, 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 I love Arizona this week. There's no way Washington's going 2-0. and I think you're absolutely right. Kyler Murray's athleticism is going to get away from that front four. And once they get past the front four, they could get they could move the ball. Um, yep. I actually really, really like Kenyon Drake this week. I think he could ball out um, as well as all the wide receivers. I mean, you can start them all you know, on that team. But the uh, what's amazing to me is, I mean, not to rehash old wounds, but, you know, two years ago you had that week where – you know, Washington was up 17-0, and you guys come back, and Deshaun Jackson gets that bomb in the whole nine yards. Yep. And we're sitting there watching this game going, holy crap, man. It's, it's like this deja it's like, vu. It's like completely like watching it in reverse. Like, were yeah, you just I actually dying? Saw, I, was texting, I was texting Jack before that. He was like, what do you think about the Eagles game? And I go, we'll probably go down 13-3 in the first half and win something like 24-20. to <laughs> And it couldn't have been more opposite. <laughs> it could not have been – I was I am by no means am I very much in on the Eagles this year in terms of a contender. I'm really yeah. kinda low on them. Mm-hmm. Halfway through that second quarter I was talking I was looking at flights to Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl <laughs> if the fans were allowed. Oh man. All right. So we're all in on Arizona. Well, I I think right. Arizona's gonna win this game. Uh my sit for the week is don't buy into the hype of Peyton Barber on the Redskins. Or the excuse my excuse yeah, me. The Washington football team. (laughs) Uh, Peyton Barber had his two scores, a couple handoffs, some pretty, you know, with a good field position, like you said, had a couple goal line scores. Picked up on waivers by, you know, in in 80% of leagues this year because Mm -hmm. Antonio Gibson was nowhere to be found, and that was the guy that everyone was talking about. And my sit last week. Right, you know, not not buying into the hype on him either, but but now Peyton Barber, you know, is the the guy with all the hype, and I just don't see how this team is going to be successful in the run or the pass against the Cardinals. I think the card. I, I said the Cardinals would beat the 49ers last year or last week. I think the 49 or the the Cardinals will come out on top this week easily. The Cardinals are looking good. They've got a good schedule. They've got a chance to, you know, at least be a a top two seed in the in their own conference, which is the hardest conference in uh in in football right now. They they are going to be off to a good start, and and they're gonna keep it going this week. Uh, Chiefs at Chargers. The Chargers with a a, a prayer Ooh. to the heavens last week. With with that missed field goal by by the Bengals after Burrow led them down the field, uh, the Chiefs with you know the doing the thing that the, the Chiefs always does, do. Does it feel like the Chiefs played like nine weeks ago? It, it really does. Actually, it feels like actually. their their game was was a while ago. There's just how are the Chiefs going to lose this year? That that's the question I have. Until I, I they play, a, I struggle to find ways that they don't. Until they play no, the I'm Ravens. Totally yeah. Until they play the Saints. When are they going to lose? I just don't see why, a team why are, that can why, compete. Why are they only favored by eight and a half? It's ridiculous. Why is this it, not a 14-point spread? Yeah, it's weird, man. I, I feel the same way. In order to beat the Chiefs, you, you have to be you have to get pressure on Mahomes. You have to have a sound secondary. The Chargers really don't have that. They have a nope. good front. Derwin Ingram, James is gone. <clears throat> with Ingram and Bosa, but they're not holding up on the back half. Nope. The way that Jack says this all the time, and I tend to agree, not only, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the talent he is, but with Andy Reid, with his weapons he has, we can't we can't look those off and say he is throwing to wide open weapons. And all in, order, open. in order to beat the Chiefs, in order to beat the Chiefs, first thing you have to score at least thirty, probably. Yep. Secondly, you have to pray. Yep. And I don't see Tyrod Taylor doing that. Nope. Tyrod Taylor is my second least favorite quarterback in this whole league. 
and there's no doubt in my mind that you said it right. Every play, there are two to three wide receivers or tight ends on on the Chiefs that are so wide open, wide open. I could throw it to them. Wide open. And, I mean, it's 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 a gluttony of riches. And between Watkins and Hardiman and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and now Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, this team is so damn loaded, it ain't fair. It's not fair. I'll and the Chargers what, are going to win wanna... this game huge. Yeah, probably. My my actual – I'm going to take my, my stardom on the Chargers – is another snapback fan member, Austin Eckler. Didn't get any goal line touches last week. He was going to this guy, Joe Kelly, who yep. I don't, I've never even heard of. Me Didn't either. get any looks in the, in, the, in the passing game. Lance Ling came out this week and said they're going to utilize him in the pass game more, yada, yada, yada. I think Austin Eckler is a big bounce back, and they just they try and use him as much as they can. Hey, from your mouth to God's ears, because he was my number one pick in two of my fantasy football teams yep. and did crap last week. <laughs> I, yep. I'm, I'm with you both on the Eckler it, no need to panic yet on Eckler. Eckler will 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 get his, you know, 6 for for 80, you know, maybe not this game, but he will get it. No he's got to be in your starting lineup no matter what. My sit him this week has got to be it's got to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen yeah. really didn't show me anything. He usually is that guy that'll get you the the quiet 6 for for 80 and a touchdown. He is that guy. But he didn't. He didn't have that kind of kind of week. No, he was throwing more to Mike Williams. My, Mike Williams, the yeah. guy that wasn't even supposed to play in the first like three weeks, was supposed to you know was possibly going on IR, the mini IR for three weeks, comes out and plays, and and he was the leading wide receiver. Well, we, and it's funny how we say you know throw to Mike Williams. I mean, if we say Tyrod Taylor throwing, right? Exactly. <laughs> we might be exaggerating. He, he a runs. Bit. He runs around there, and then, and then you know chucks it, chucks it and oh, out of bounds or or to the ground. Just, I'm I, really waiting for the Chargers to call me up and be like, Noel, you know, what are you doing this well, week? They're not, they're not calling you up. They're calling Herbert up I, I, any week now. It's going to be when, when they're 0-4, 0-5, and, and, and Tyra Taylor is just awful. Yeah, but I, I would I would sit Keenan Allen this week. All right. I think I'm sitting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No, don't no. even say it. Bite your I just, tongue. <laughs> I just don't see him, a rookie running back in a second start, replicating what he did last week. Abe, offensive a... rookie of the year, mark it I, down. I took that as well. That doesn't mean he can't have a hiccup here and there. He ain't going to have a hiccup this week. Who knows? <laughs> he we'll might say. have a hiccup against the Ravens, but well, it ain't going to be against it, the Chargers. The Chiefs made it an emphasis. The Chiefs made it an emphasis. They gave the ball to him 25 times. Yep. I, right. think they, I think they go back to the $500 million man this week a little bit more. All right. Ravens at Texans. Uh, Texans coming off their defeat to the Chiefs, as we just talked about, and the Ravens handled the Cleveland Browns pretty well. Uh, Lamar Jackson with, you know, his usual show out of 27 uh, on your fantasy team. Just, I, I, this is another team just with the Chiefs until they play each other. I don't see losing to, to any of these AFC teams. Oh, man, I hate the Ravens. I absolutely <laughs> despise the Ravens dealing with Jack all these years. But since he's not here, I, I guess I can speak truthfully. I, I think they have no – the Ravens didn't really play a great game last week. They, they put up 38 to. points on the Browns, but they didn't play a great week. And you saw Clyde Edwards-Hilaire run for 150 yards on the Houston on the Houston defense. And yep. what do you think Lamar Jackson's going to do? Right, and I then think, I don't think I don't think this one's close at all. I, I just hope they played too, and it was a similar thing. And the Texans were better last year. I just hope that they remember they have Mark Ingram on their team. 
because that guy started with two nice runs, and then they just basically said, okay, go sit on the bench. We'll give all the balls to J.K. Look, I said— I think you I, see a lot of that this year. I really do. I think J.K. steps into that lead rusher spot by week six latest. Ugh, I kills me. I can't see it. And I've said Mark Ingram should be the guy because I didn't think J.K. Dobbins would be this, this guy in week one. He was this guy in week one, but this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Mark Ingram took the second half off and let J.K. do his thing because of the score and, and what was going to happen. Mark, I, I pray that Mark Ingram has a better week because he's my starting running back in, in or my number two running back in probably every league this year because of how, how, how much I, I believed in this guy because everyone was sleeping on him. Obviously, I was very wrong in week one. I hope I am, am, am impressed in week two. Yeah, I mean, from, from, for a sit-in perspective this week, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. You saw what the Ravens' defense did last week. Granted, it was against Baker Mayfield. Listen, Deshaun Watson didn't look great in that first week. He had, from a fantasy perspective, he got some some garbage time points with the rushing touchdown and everything. He ended up with like 24 or something like that. I don't see that happening this week. I think the Ravens roll easily, and Deshaun Watson is not much of a factor. Right. I'm sitting Deshaun, and I'm sitting uh, David Johnson. Sitting them both. for sure. I, I'm with you. On, I have my feelings, if you listen, on Deshaun Watson that everyone knows, how I'm just not high on him. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I'm the same way, man. I don't get what all this hype. Like, I don't understand. The graphics on ESPN and stuff, they put Mahomes, Lamar. Because yeah, they want, they want him it. to be Russell Wilson, and he's not. Right. Yeah. He, he is a guy, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, he's the guy who sits back there and waits like 40 seconds to throw the ball, and he blamed, they blame it on the bad offensive line. They have a bad offensive line. But you got to get rid of the ball in three seconds. They give you all the time that, that that they can. Get rid of the ball. Stop scrambling back there like Russell Wilson does. But the the only problem is he can't make the plays that Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson does. Exactly. He's not Russell. He's so way I'm, more of a, I'm people with say that Russell sit. runs the ball. People say Russell runs the ball. He doesn't really run the ball. He extends no, he, the play he, with exactly, his feet. He, exactly. And allows for his weapons to get open more than Deshaun Watson does. Sunday night football, the Patriots versus the Seahawks. My most anticipated game of the week. I mean, the Seahawks just looked perfect. I mean, there's no other around it. The defense was, they let up, you know, on the passing, they let up 300 yards, uh, 100 yard receivers, can't talk, 100 yard receivers for the Falcons. But overall game, I would have to give them the best overall game, them and the Packers for week one. I don't see how this Patriots team, with just how they showed me running the football, can can compete on Sunday night with the with the Seattle Seahawks. Totally. Oh man, I'm such a sucker for the Patriots. It's sad. I really am. I love Cam Newton so much, and I'm. I mean, it's obviously Belichick. I I shouldn't want to pick the Pats, but because I am a sucker, I'm gonna have to take the Pats. Can't. I, I think. I think that I, Bill Belichick, man, he'll find ways to get it done. Plain and simple. I think this is the most talented offense that Seattle's had in years. I think their defense has definitely taken a step back. But I think this is probably the most talent he's had. I love DK Metcalf. I think the guy's a stud. Chris Carson has proven that he's not a one-hit wonder. You know, So I think that the Seahawks are, are strong. They obviously put points up. Russell Wilson's amazing. I'm not sold on the Pats. I think Cam definitely helps them. And I think the Pats will have a decent season. But going to Seattle, even without fans, I, I just... I don't see them pulling an upset out. The major difference I see with Seattle this year is 
years passed and everything, Pete Carroll wasn't letting Russell Wilson do his thing. He was trying to establish the run early. And you look at last week, Russell Wilson threw the ball 35 times. That doesn't happen that much. It hasn't happened in the past. You have a guy who could have been the MVP last year in Russell Wilson, and you're finally unleashing him? It's that, scary. Seattle and, and, can, Seattle is to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. But that's why my stardom is Chris Carson this week. I, okay. I think I think they're going to run more this week. I think they're going to try to control the ball, keep it out of Cam's hands, and I think Chris Carson is going to get a huge workload. A little return to the mean. I like that. Yep. Uh, the The stardom for me is is this is probably the only game I'm going to say this for for this week. It's everyone. I I don't see someone. <laughs> I can't pick someone and say you got to sit him. There's no one here, or there's no there's no volume here. There's no opportunity here. Edelman. Uh, Edelman on the outside for the for the Patriots. Newton, you got to start. James White is gonna is gonna have a, another good game. Uh, DK Metcalf and Lockett on the end. Chris Carson. The, all the starters, these these uh, wide receivers and the running backs and the quarterbacks, they're all gonna be starts this week. This should be a entertaining, a offensive game that that gets a lot of fantasy points for multiple different players. I'm not very big on Cam this week. I think this Jamal Adams edition is so instrumental to their success this year especially in today's day and age where the regular cover corners aren't as important as the box safeties that are more of swiss army knives you saw how much the pats used cam newton in the run last week when you have a guy like jamal adams following him around and is in the box and is playing in coverage that's not as easy i don't think cam has as much success running the ball as he did last week and i i think he's a sit him this week yeah He's definitely going to have a, to find a way to to throw the ball this week, not run as much. Right. Uh, Saints and Ra- uh, at Raiders for Monday Night Football. Ooh. A good game because the Saints showed that you know they took care of business against the Bucks, and the Raiders came out and squeaked out a win versus the Panthers. My second big upset of the week. Whoa! I, I look at this and I think, how in the world are the Ra- are the Saints only favored by five and a half? Yeah. That is weird to me. Right. That is weird to me. The Raiders, listen, I didn't catch much of their game, but you put up 34 points in the National Football League, you had it you had a good week. You had a good week. And I don't know, man, I think the Saints were really they were up for that game. They heard the talk about Tampa Bay and what they could do this week and it was like it was more of a we need to we need to be on our shit and I think that it it they take a, a dive this week, and I mean, we're talking the Vegas, and they're opening opening up their stadium. Come on, I, the Rams got to win would, SoFi. I would be, yeah, that stadium was unbelievable. Yeah. I would be totally with you with the whole, you know, open up the stadium if there were fans there and it was packed yeah. and it was crazy and everybody was drunk and gambling and having a good time. Right. But the uh, my, my problem is that even though the Raiders won and scored thirty four points, they had like no offense. You know, I, mean, I think it was like, I don't even remember. It was like 270 yards of offense. You know, Jacobs had three little short rushing touchdowns. I Saints were on all cylinders, man. Kamara looked like a beast, like he wanted to, you know, earn all his money in week one. Uh, Taysom Hill is just a weird player that just does everything right. Right. You know, I, Michael Thomas going down sucks, but that's going to help my Emmanuel Sanders start, you know, in my league. I just think the Saints are better, you know. And for yeah, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that they can handle their business. Yeah. Mike, Michael Thomas uh, didn't contribute anything last week, and they still got the job done. So that even makes my pick this week even more confident in the Saints. The Raiders, I'm high on. As you know, I have them finishing right there with the Chiefs. I think that, that they have a 10-win or a 9-win wow. season. I just believe that the Saints are going to start just like the Packers, just like the Ravens, just like the Chiefs in that 4-0, 5-0, 6-0, however long they can go, and, and start out with just... 
a great start to the season. They're going to win this game against the Raiders. Kamara and Latavius Murray are going to be that one-two punch that the Raiders just can't handle on, on the, the run-stopping side of their defense. Yeah, I mean, for me, picking the Raiders in this game is just because if I think the Saints are going to be special this year, which I think they do, and something will happen in the playoffs and they'll get screwed over, we can all laugh about it then. <laughs> but if the, Ra- if the Saints are going to be that team that we think, they have to have some humbling hiccups. Week two isn't the ideal time for that, but the Saints aren't a historically good team in the first two weeks of the season. I forget what the stat is behind it. I'm not going to try and make it up, but I just think that they got up for that Tampa game last week, and and they have a hiccup this week. Yeah, I would feel better if Ruggs was fully healthy. Yeah, you know, I thought he showed some real flash. He he sh- he was that Deshaun Jackson type of long right. home run hitter, and you know, so there's they, they have some things. I mean, I just. I can't put it on Hunter Run or Hunter Renfrew as right. my number one wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. And we, then the big game. We saved the 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 last two games. Why? Because we biased for last because of <laughs> obvious reasons. Abel, start with your team, the Eagles. We know you're a big Eagles fan. <sighs> Disappointment last week. The story of this game, uh, Rams versus Eagles. Will Carson Wentz come out alive when Aaron Donald has nine sacks this week? <laughs> Listen. Carson Wentz had a unbelievable quarter and a half last week, and then something flipped. I don't know, as Cowboys fans, how you guys think about Carson Wentz. You can keep that to yourself, honestly. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) But Carson Wentz is an unbelievable talent, no matter what. He's had some accuracy issues. We saw that last week. That That second half that Carson played last week was some of the worst football I've seen him play. And I don't see that happening again this week. Call it bias. Call it whatever you want. Sure. I don't think I, – I actually love the Eagles this week. You look back to some of our worst losses since the Super Bowl. It was you guys on that Sunday night game off a of bye. It was like 37-10 mm-hmm. to 10 last week oh, or something. So good. Yeah. It was Wayne's Lions in week two or three when, when Aguilar dropped a pass at the end of the game. Bark knocked twice if you've heard that before. Um <laughs> It was, I can't even, we bounce back from these types of games. You look at Carson Wentz's record without Lane Johnson, 6-12. and 12. He holds up that right side of the line that got absolutely pummeled last week. He's going to be back. Miles Sanders is going to be back. Adds a huge thing to our offense. Listen, if the Rams win this game, I'm very indifferent on the Rams this year. If the Rams win this game, coming for east, come, I, I think they're for real. Yeah, I agree. just don't see it happening. I think our defense played well last week. I don't think Jared Goff is good. I think the, the the system that they run is great, moving guys all over the place. But our defense is solid. If our offense can not be anemic, I think we win this game. So two things real quick. One, I think I agree with you. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. The problem was is that he got scared in the second half of just seeing Chase Young being down on him every exactly. every snap. Right. He's I mean, going to he get was, that he, with he has Aaron a guy Donald. in his face. He had a guy in his face a second and a half after snapping the ball every time. Well, so did Dak last week with Aaron Donald, and they were double, triple, right. and quadruple teaming. The guy was picking people up and throwing them around like they were rice. I mean, the fact that the Eagles have won the last six times against the Rams is kind of interesting. But, you know, they always have high-scoring games. They're always, you know, I think they average like 33 points, you know, like uh, the Eagles have like against the Rams. So they've found ways to put points against the Rams before. I think it is going to be another high scoring game. I think both these teams can put the ball in the end zone. I just, after what I saw last week, um, your Eagles are going to have to prove to me something. I'm going with the Rams. 
I, As I've, you should. I would never pick the Cowboys. Either. Right. <laughs> I, I have so many. There's so many factors in this game of why it's so hard to pick a team for me. The the Eagles being the fact that I'm a Cowboy fan and not wanting to pick the Eagles. But then the Rams side, I you could say this is biased. I don't think the Rams showed me in the game that I watched every minute last week. I didn't see a team that wowed me. In the first half, I was a little shocked on how well they were moving the ball. But they had 13 points. They had some kicking issues. They had some red zone issues. Jared Goff is is a okay quarterback. He he has a great arm. He just sometimes looks a little a little lazy out there, a little too calm and and collected. He I I just I didn't see anything from the Rams that wowed me. On the other hand, the Eagles blowing that lead and losing to a team like Washington, I I can't pick the Eagles because of that and the fact that they're the Eagles. I think that the Rams do start off two and zero and and win this game. Sounds like an overreaction. I'm not <laughs> right. buying into. I'm not buying into the Washington football team loss as much as <laughs> Vegas and the rest of the league is. The Eagles am... are going to win this game and they're going to win it convincingly. And and there's no doubt in my mind. You have to start both the Eagles tight ends again. They're they're both just such weapons. And I against agree, the Rams, but the thing is. Every week, it's something different. Does Carson love Zach one week? Does Carson love Dallas one week? It's something different. Yeah, That's but most, scares time, me. most of the time, one of them gets like 24 points and the other one gets 17. So it's not like this massive drop-off. It's not like he only throws to one of them and the other one just completely doesn't get any looks. You know, and again, with the wide receiver situation you guys have and, you know, Jalen yeah. and, and, and... Will Alshon even play? Yeah, Who I mean, knows? They're going to throw the tight end. He stinks, Alshon. Uh, well, there one a uh, couple good news that you'll, you you know, Lane Johnson slated to play. You get your tackle back, and Miles Sanders, your your star running back that everyone loves. I don't see what is so you know awesome about this guy. But hey, another Penn all, State guy. Watch all it. the right, all the Eagles guys <laughs> love him. Uh, I I wouldn't. I if they were out again, I would take the Rams. No doubt, they're back. That gives you a little boost on offense. I don't think the Rams win by a lot. I think it's a close game, but I think they escape with the win. To the last game. Just one more? One more game. All right, Abe. Falcons get your versus Cowboys. I, I'm i just, if I'm going to be honest, I'm not confident. I'm not either. I'm just, well, why I'm would we why? be confident? You know why you shouldn't be confident? Because the Dallas Cowboys absolutely stink. <laughs> they are the Cowboys, and the Cowboys will we always do. be the Cowboys. I thought, I was under the impression that the Cowboys switch coaches. Uh, yeah. But I, so didn't see that in, I didn't see that in week one. Right. <sighs> that was probably the most disappointing was not only McCarthy's terrible management of things, but the fact that Kellen Moore was had showed no creativity whatsoever with all of this talent is driving me well, to drive. Well, no, I heard I, everyone has been telling me about year two Kellen Moore. Oh, That's boy, funny. wonder. Well, well Abe, Abe, you have to you have to realize last week I made uh, my 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 dad as well made a big prediction we would win. I made the prediction we would win forty two to ten that we would <laughs> blow out the Rams. That nobody saw this coming, that we were gonna blow people's jaws, you know, off their face. And that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> I was I was so shocked that we couldn't move the ball. That's that that Dak with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup couldn't move the ball. Ezekiel Elliott played okay. You know, he's gonna do his thing every game. But the fact that the defense was getting blown off the ball. And, and the fact that we couldn't cover... The defense cover, isn't good. The defense it's not, not good. good. No, no, it's not that. It's not good. I just didn't expect them to be that bad. The fact that they were getting blown off the ball 
uh, the run the run game is supposed to be what the defense is better at. No, I mean, we were we, we were we were letting every we were giving everyone a, t- a ten foot cushion. Uh-huh. Now you're playing the Falcons with three wide receivers that went off last week. It's going to be an ugly high scoring game. I'm not picking a winner of this game. I, I I can't. I refuse to pick a winner. You know why you're not picking a winner? Because you think Atlanta's going to win, and I respect it. Because as a Cowboys diehard, I would never pick against the Eagles in a game. Right. That goes exactly. against my religion. Exactly. So you you saying <clears throat> you saying that you're not picking is indicative that you are picking the Falcons. And you know what, AJ? I'm riding with you because the Cowboys stink. Their defense stinks. Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards last week in a loss, but he spread the ball all around. Russell Gage had 100 yards. Who the hell is Russell Gage? <laughs> this Dallas this Dallas secondary with no Leighton Vander Ash. Byron Jones is gone. You're starting, another, you're starting another snapback fan member in Trayvon Diggs on the yeah. outside who, who didn't look good. Who, in, who in, was the best bad. defensive the best. player on the field, I will say. Without Alden Smith. The field between yeah, both the teams. Yeah, the tallest midget. Congratulations, yep. but um, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. What do you what do you think about Dak Prescott? You want to pay him? I, I want to pay him reasonably. I want him to uh, be our that, quarterback. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Why not? Why can't I pay him thirty five million dollars? Why can't he be happy being the Cowboys quarterback? That's not how it works. Get fifty million in endorsements. Have a lifetime of of love and appreciation. Get a statue one day. Go in the Hall of Fame maybe if you win a Super Bowl and and make a team around you that can keep talent. I don't yeah, understand. But he looks at a guy like he looks at a guy's contract like Carson Wentz, who has Dak's never missed a start. Carson's been all obviously Carson had that MVP year before he got hurt. He looks at Carson's contract. He looks at Jared Goff's contract. I don't think Dak is bad. I don't think he's great. But that it's it's the next man up. That's why I was so happy when we paid Carson when yep. we did, because every quarterback after that you saw it with. With Goff, with Kirk Cousins, with Wentz, with Mahomes is an outlier. Yep. With now it's going to be Watson. It's, yep. it's the next man up. And Dak is that next man. And as an Eagles fan, throw the house at him. Yeah, I mean, Throw we, the I, absolute house. I'm sure you're laughing all the way to the bank. I mean, us yep. paying him $40 million, or 40, yeah, $40 million a year is ridiculous. I, I, would, I would hate to see Dak go from the reason of him being my favorite college quarterback ever and watching him at Mississippi State for a couple years and then him me me getting an alert on my phone that in the fourth round we actually picked him and seeing Dak Prescott is going to be the backup quarterback you know behind Tony Romo and that was just you know just one of the best things ever to happen just having his you know his Mississippi State jersey of you know getting his jersey and and just having him be one of my favorites and now he's the starting quarterback I don't think I just I would hate to see him go and, and have to draft someone or sign someone. I just would give him the money. Everyone's getting their quarterbacks paid. In a, in five years, you're going to look back at the deal, and he's going to be – and it's going to be a good deal by how the cap it, raises. It'll be fine if fans get back in the stands and they start making money exactly. again. Exactly, right. right. If not, we're going to be cutting you know the Zach Martins the salary down to zero. So right. Hey, we'll trade you – I saw uh, – Yeah, we saw it, it too. A, the Zach Martin Zach for Zach Ertz. Ertz. For, yeah, never going to happen. It would help never. both of our teams. Never Not going to happen. happen. No, it's uh, making one, a deal with the devil. One sit in the – one last thing, the sit in the Rams-Cowboys game. Oh, you mean the Falcons? In, in the Falcons-Cowboys game, excuse me. Uh, Todd Gurley, I am fully mm-hmm. confident the Cowboys defense will not get blown off the ball again by the by like they did on the Rams offensive line. Todd Gurley will be held in check. It won't be Malcolm Brown going off. You know, we're going to keep Todd Gurley in check. Not confident about the outcome. Rooting for my Cowboys as always, but I will leave it at that for the week. I will start anybody wearing an Atlanta Falcons jersey on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball. 
All right. and simple. I want to see you start Russell Gage and see how that works out. Hey, man, he went, went 9 for 114 He went 9 for 14 in the fourth quarter when nobody was playing on Seattle. Seattle was already halfway on the bus going home. You know, I don't want to be in any position where I have to make the decision to start Russell Gage, but Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, give me all of that. Because like you said, whether or not the Cowboys win is a different story, but I think we're all sitting here looking at this game thinking it's going to be like a 35-30 game. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Those are the 16 games for week two oh, in the I can't NFL. Wait. I'm, like, I'm sweating already. Like, I can't wait for this week some, to start. Yeah, some, got, what, got some 12 good minutes? Games. 12 no, minutes. Half hour. Half hour. <laughs> some, some, some really good games. Some, you know, that should be blowouts. Uh, again, thank thank you, Abe, for being on the show, giving us your picks and your insight. It was it was really nice having you on. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a lot of fun, guys. I think in the future for Eagles-Cowboys matchups, we, we might have to run this back again, have a little friendly podcast wager. I would Definitely. love that. We are let's down. Do You're yeah, on. Let's do it. Hey, this is be a lot good. of fun, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Take care, bud. Take it easy, guys. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you share the podcast with your friends and your family if you enjoyed. Follow me on all socials, on especially on TikTok. I'm posting daily sports content as well as answering all your fantasy football questions. If you leave me a comment on any of my videos, I'll make a video responding to it. Uh, get me to a thousand followers. We're almost there by football season. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Sports Appeal Podcast. My TikTok handle is Sports Appeal AJ. My Instagram is the Sports Appeal Podcast. Follow me on all those. You can also listen to any other episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just le- search up the Sports Appeal. Also, you can go to my homepage, anchor.fm slash AJ Teal to get to all the external links 